live video gets you on that fascination fast track. And people always wonder, well, what is this fascination fast track? Live streaming packs into your happy brain chemicals, that dopamine, that oxytocin, that serotonin, those endorphins or something about like, oh, she said my name. That's like instant rapport. Social Pearls listeners, we have an absolutely amazing episode for you today. I know that I say that a lot, or I've at least said it in the past before, but I swear to you, today is such an awesome show. You are going to want to save this one. You are definitely going to want to reach out to our guest and follow her. Like from start to finish, this episode is just nonstop actionable advice and tips and insights. Because, of course, we are talking today to the amazing Stephanie Garcia, who is the Director of Communications at Agora Pulse. But the vast majority of our conversations today really revolve around video and especially live video. So you're definitely going to want to tune in and hear everything that Stephanie has to say. And, of course, it's even more amazing because we are joined by a brand new co-host today. You are going to get to know so much more about her in future episodes of Social Pros. But I want to say, Hannah Tucker, welcome to Social Pros. It is so great to have you here, and especially on this episode with Stephanie. Thank you so much. What a amazing first episode. It was just full of insights and actions, and um, I'm so excited for everyone to hear what Stephanie had to say. Same, same, same. So everybody, you are going to hear the conversation between Hannah Tucker uh, who is with Lane Tara Lever, and of course, myself, Anna Verrock from Convince and Convert. Uh, you're going to hear all of it today with Stephanie and more. But of course, before we get into the show today, we definitely want you to go check out our amazing show sponsor, ICUC. ICUC are experts in online and social media community management, and they're here to remind the world that there are actual, real, genuine humans behind brands. Communities don't manage themselves, as we all know. It requires a strategy, goal setting, and understanding your audiences. Fortunately, the team at ICUC has a guide to help you think through community management. You can get that guide right now at bit.ly slash ICUC community, all one word, all lowercase. And of course, while you're there, you can schedule a free consultation with a member of their team. Of course, once again, that is bit.ly slash ICUC community all one word and lower case. So let's dive into this episode today with Stephanie Garcia, Director of Communications at Agora Pulse, and of course, our brand new Social Pros co-host, Hannah Tucker at Lane Terry. Social Pros listeners, it is so rare that we actually get to really take a deep dive into live video. This is something that you know, Hannah and I were talking offline about how this is kind of common, like bits and fits and spurts across the entire history of social media, where it's like, you know, uh, when Facebook Live was initially announced, it was like everybody was so excited about it. And then it kind of drifted off into the ether. And then, you know, now, of course, we're back with TikTok and live looks completely different and brands, live video for brands looks completely different. And so we are so excited to have our guest on today because, well, first off, not only is she brilliant and you are going to love hearing from her today, um, but she loves live video. So we're excited to dig in. Um, Stephanie Garcia, Director of Communications from Agora Pulse. Welcome to the Social Pros Podcast. It is so great to chat with you today. Let's do this. I'm so excited. This is going to be so much fun. 
We are too. We rarely ever really get to talk about live video. It's just something that, I don't know, I feel like especially on on the consulting side and the agency side, you know, it's something that we always recommend, but it's, it's I don't know, it's something that brands either still kind of hesitate or they want to do, but they don't quite know how to do. So just curious if you could open us up with what are you seeing out there in terms of brands and how they're using live video today? Like, give us the state of the state. It's so much fun. Um, I would say from a B2B perspective, there are a lot of C-level executives that are now embracing the idea of being the face of the company. So no longer are you just the brand and the logo when it comes to social media. There really is a spokesperson for the company. So even at our company, we have Daryl Prale, who is very much the CMO guy, right? I'm very much the agency person. I could speak agency lingo. I could talk about what's going on with recent campaigns. And then we have other team members like Deb Mitchell, who will talk about what it's like to be a community manager or a social media strategist. And so to have these different on-air personalities that you can relate to is always really exciting. And that's typically where I see it. Now, there are some brands where they're like, oh my God, don't ever put me on camera. And so you'll see them actually hiring content creators these days. And they'll say, you be the face of the company, be unhinged, do whatever it is that you have to do just to get people to engage. And so it's really interesting to see how people, they either embrace the role of live streaming, right? And they'll take it on and they'll say like, okay, this is just like public speaking. When I accepted this position, I had to learn how to communicate and present. Now I'm just doing it on camera. And then there are some people like, not today, you know? So they're like, just please outsource this. And you'll find, especially like Gen Z that's coming into the social media industry, they're like, I was born basically with a cell phone in my face as soon as I came into this world. So no big deal. It's, yeah, it is so all over the place. And I see that too. It's, it's, yeah, some executives are really embracing it. I'm really glad to hear the executives at Agora Pulse are embracing it because obviously um, we, first off, we totally skipped over um, Agora Pulse. I'm pretty sure every single person listening knows the Agora Pulse name. But before we dive into a little bit deeper on some of the things that you're doing there, uh, can you give people a little bit of an overview about uh, the platform just in case they haven't had a chance to dig in? Of course. Agora Pulse is a social media management tool for ROI-driven marketing teams. So we go beyond just publishing and scheduling. We actually prove social media ROI. So if you've ever been in that awkward war room with your CMO or your C-level executives and they're saying, What's the value of social media, right? <laughs> Our dashboard gives you all of that information just at the touch of your fingertips. We make it really easy for you. Yeah, it's an incredible platform. And if you haven't actually been in the platform, you you definitely know the name. You've heard about how amazing it is. Um, thank you, Stephanie, which, of course, circling back around makes perfect sense as to why um, the team at Agora Pulse is also embracing live video and and why the executives would want to be in front of, obviously, because it's part of what you do. It's part of your DNA. Um, and so love to hear how you all are doing it. Was that something that was pretty easy to convince them to do? Or, or, or did it take some coaching and training? Because I know, obviously, as you mentioned, there's so many different people at different levels. But like, it is so important to get the executive point of view out and humanize the company and show a face. So what did that process look like internally at Agora Pulse? So I don't think most people realize this, but Agora Pulse is based in Paris, France. 
And the main spokesperson or spokespeople that we had at the company before I joined was Mike Alton, who is our director of strategic partnerships. And, you know, he's all jazz hands. He's on stage. He's talking all the time. He has his own podcast. He's cute, great. And then we also had Emmerich Arnault, who is our CEO. And he loves talking about the platform and the history. But anyone else, not a thing. It was, it was definitely not a thing. And it wasn't until last year until Daryl Prail, who's our CMO, came on board and said, look, listen, if we really want to target our customers, we need to have different on-air personalities because some people will connect with Mike Alton. Some people will, will connect with Emmerich. But some agency folks might like to appreciate different perspectives of those of us that have been in the agency trenches. I mean, let's be honest, (laughs) agency life is very different from being in-house. And so we can tell stories, whether they're horror stories or good stories, but we can all relate to each other. And when he came on board, I think in a matter of 30 days, we launched five different shows. We have Five and fifteen. We have fifteen and five, so it's like fifteen minutes of five things that we've discovered, and then we have all these other little shows. Emmerich has his podcast, and there's just so much content that's out there. And it's funny because recently we had a new hire, and he had to meet with every new person on the team, and we all meet via like Google Meet. And he's he was from Spain, and he said, "Is it just me?" Or is all the North American employees, you all have studios and stuff. And I was like, well, you know, before, before Agora Pulse, we were all podcasters and live streamers. And so it's funny because the European team will look at the North American team and just be like, what's going on there? We have budget for all this? And it's like, no, we, we've purchased it ourselves. It's all an illusion. You just have to make it look good on camera. It doesn't have to be a full studio. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I... Love that that came directly from the top, especially just being a truly global company. I think to your point and and to your executive's point as well, like it is really important to get the faces out there. And it really is important to like showcase who's at the company. And that's, you know, people do business with people, even though they might be signing up with a brand. Ultimately, it's the people that are going to make that experience. Um, And so giving them a taste of that is really, really important. And social is the best way to do it. The one thing, though, that I I will say, especially from my experience, and would love your take on this as well, is that there, I think, is this common misconception about how video should be used with brands. And specifically, we use the term in the industry, social selling. But it's not really social selling. It doesn't have to be this like, hey, buy my product, finger guns kind of video, right? Like there's so many different ways in which you can sell like so curious about one the different types of sort of or different approaches I would say that you know Agora Pulse uses with video in terms of social selling and then also to some of maybe more unique things you've seen out there from different brands just to help you know especially listeners who are battling sort of that like very classic car sales mentality from maybe some other people on their team let's help broaden some perspective on what social selling through video can be. Sure. I would say from a B2B perspective, social selling on video can look like doing a case study with one of your customers. So just going through the process of what was the problem? What action did you take? What were the results? And when you go through that methodology and that process, with video, especially live streaming, you could demo the product. You could put in like a 10 second, just quick spiel of your latest product features or whatever it is. That's one of the nice ways. 
is to do a case study. Another one is really showcasing your features. So having our product marketing team go out there and say, OMG, did you see our new Pulse LinkedIn bio? Look at all the great things that it can do. And so those are great ways to embed social selling into your live stream without it feeling so much like you said, finger guns, which I was like, pew, pew, pew. I don't know. It just made me laugh. <laughs> right. Because I have been on the other side of what I call live social selling. So I have worked with brands like, like SkinCeuticals or L'Occitane and actually doing a live selling segment where we really had to do a run of show. We had an on-air hostess and she had to tell the story, demo, like actually demo the product, right? Which for those of you that love L'Occitane, it's like, you know, the luxurious <laughs> the luxurious lotion. And so sometimes she would have like the soaps and she like, pour out like this bowl of water. I'm like, wow, you could do this all on air, you know, and memorize all of the different products. And so on that side, it's actually interesting because then you have this live counter and you see how much revenue is being made within 30 minutes. I won't tell you what that number is, but I was, I really had a moment, Hannah and Anna, where I was like, what am I doing with my life right now? Like literally, if you can do this in 30 minutes, like OMG. And not only that, though, and then if you've been paying attention to TikTok, right, there's Pinky Doll, the NPC, right? <laughs> and so she's making like $3,000 like in an hour. Like, that's fascinating. I think TikTok is so interesting. And that's something that Anna and I were talking about. Um, how do you think that TikTok has changed the way that people think about live and and selling their products differently and the way that brands are looking at live video in that short format. Um, I'm just interested to know your take on the shorter video format and how we're seeing things evolve. I love the shorter video format because it just really feels raw and authentic. It, it really feels like you're just picking up your smartphone. You're like, let me tell you about this product. And you're just talking as if it were a friend. Whereas I feel like most brands are still trying to master perfection, whereas TikTok and short form video is all about connection. So it's interesting because I've seen the script writing for live shopping events, and very formal. There's your classic CTA. And then you go to TikTok and, you know, hands are flying. It's like, girl, let me tell you, right? It's, it, there's just so much more personality to it. And so depending on who your target audience is and specifically what product you're actually doing, it can differ in it, right? Like one of my favorite things that I tend to fall into this trap, I think TikTok knows it, is the Dyson Airwrap. Have you seen this? Yes. Yeah. How many times have you clicked on it? You're like, no, I'm not going to do this. And then they're like, mm, I'll give you another one. It's like slot machine algorithm Dyson Airwrap that just pops out at me. And so it's... It is interesting because you would want different talent for different types of live shopping or social selling events. I'll tell you a very interesting story just between you, me, and the Wi-Fi. <laughs> and it's really this. Uh, one time I was producing a live shopping event and they, the brand had actually hired an influencer on Instagram. Super smart, had a really great audience on there, very active. But you put her in a live selling environment. We had a 45 live shopping segment and she ran through the run of show in 10 minutes. I know, right? And so for them, the rest of the show, it was filler words. I was like, come on, you guys, do you have questions? And I was like, 
need a break. And she's like, I need something to help save this. Like someone give her a life raft. Um, but it, it's really interesting because you really want to know what talent do you want to have on here? And can they speak on the fly? Um, do they have that natural ability where if a guest is answering a question, oh yeah, remember, repeat the question <laughs> as they answer it. So that way when you're making your short form video clips, it makes it sound very cohesive. You're bringing out the best in your guests. So, so okay, let's broach that topic because, you know, as you were talking about, and to your point, you know, live can be really tricky. Like video, even though it feels to some people like uh, they're not in control, like, you know, executives want to know bullet points to speak and they want everything to look perfect and pretty and beautiful and polished. But live is a whole different animal and like prepping for it and getting things ready and scripting it and, and not even, and I'm using scripting in a loose term, right? But like doing a run of show. So what are some things that people need to know? Like, uh, is it true that like what could go wrong will go wrong? Or is it like, how do you build into these backup plans? Like, is this really to your point where you get somebody who like, if something does go wrong, they're able to riff on the fly and recover. So what are some of those things that like, you don't commonly think about when you're going to do a live show? Ideally, I think if you're a brand and you want to have a spokesperson from your company speak on behalf of your company, even if it wasn't live streaming, if it was a podcast or a regular media interview, you would still have media training. Yes. So you would say, okay, this is our tagline. These are our recent features. This is some history. Some, these are some things that you should know. And I find that media training also expands into the world of live streaming, right? What are, what are some things that you need to know? So anytime you, before you do a live stream, you always have that pep talk. Like even before this, we had a tech talk of, okay, let's talk about your headphones, your Wi-Fi, all the different things. That should actually happen before the recording happens if it's new to them. Right. But literally, if, if you see them on LinkedIn and they're constantly going live, you're like, okay, she's in her studio. She knows what she's doing. So that's always helpful. And I always tell guests, you know, live streaming is like improv. Things are going to happen. So what matters most is really going to be connection and not perfection. And I think even as a host, it's your job to bring out the best in your guest. So if you know that they're thinking and talking at the same time, let them let it out the first time and then give them an opportunity like, okay, so you mentioned this. Say that one more time. I didn't catch that the first time. It's like you're, you're giving them that, that life wrap. I'm like, I'm gonna throw you another one. Let, let me tee that up for you. So that way you could say it the way that you want to say it confidently. And so I find that to be very, very helpful. Without that, if you were to say, oh, I've never met this person before, but so-and-so invited them to be on the show. Now let's go live. I'm like, okay, babe. Yes. You know, all good for you. Whatever happens, happens. And I think even then your producer, you know, as a producer, you're putting so much of your time into getting the show put together. You know how you're going to have to edit it later anyway. It's, it's one of your things where you always want to put out your best work. And so even just maybe if it's like a little pep talk or whatever, I think that's going to be super helpful. But try. Definitely try to do your best. So thinking about what you just said about um, sometimes things go wrong and there's some risk associated for our friends that work in agencies, um, sometimes live video is a bit of a tougher sell because we have to convince our clients that less things are going to go wrong than maybe we anticipate. 
Um, what would you say to to agency folks who maybe are working with brands who haven't towed into live video yet and maybe have some hesitancies about um, how it will actually work out for them and and how much control they'll have over the product that's coming out of their agency? I love this question because when you say live streaming, automatically someone on the receiving end has a picture in their mind. And so they're imagining, oh my God, it's teleprompters, it's Ron Burgundy, it's all these different things. And they're, they have this imagination meter that tends to go off on the rail. And I find that for agency folks, the best way for you to pitch it to a client is to offer or host a workshop. And in that workshop, you're going to talk about, let me tell you the benefits of live shopping or live streaming, live selling, and then get to tell that story. Weave in your customer testimonial, testimonials and your case studies. And then understand that most people aren't afraid of a camera. They're afraid because they don't know what to say. So as part of your workshop, you're going to talk about this is how you can easily script your show, right? And so for me, it's usually the format formula. It's why, what, how, and what if. Let's say you wanted to talk about frisbee, frisbees, right? Hey, everyone, I'm Stephanie Garcia. Today, we're going to talk about Frisbees. And the reason why you want a Frisbee is because they're fun. So what you need to know about Frisbees is they come in different colors, different shapes and sizes, and how you can use it. You can actually use it at the beach. You could use it at the park. And if you want to learn more, go to Amazon, whatever it is. But even just that simple format is your hook to draw viewers in. And then if you spend five minutes on why a Frisbee is awesome, right? Five minutes on what kinds of Frisbees are out there, even just the history of the Frisbee, you know, and how you can use it. Like, did you know if you had a dog, you could actually throw a Frisbee and they'll catch it, right? If you spend five minutes in each of those sections, that's a 20-minute live stream. So when I pitch that to the clients, they're like, oh my gosh, you just made that really easy. And then you talk about your run of show because your run of show isn't necessarily about just talking at the camera the entire time. Because sometimes I'll look at a script, I'm like, Anna, Hannah's going to be talking for 20 minutes straight. She hasn't even breathed yet. Do you want to give her like a break? Can we do a demo? Can I slide in something like a bumper just to make it engaging? And so when the client starts to understand, here are the opportunities of live streaming. Here's what I could do to get started so I could build my confidence by knowing what to say. You give them a dry run. I actually try to make it fun where it's a competition. You know, someone will be like, oh, well, I'll talk about Dawn Soap or I'll talk about the art of shaming. We'll have different teams competing with each other. And then it's like the American Idol. And they're like, oh, your delivery was engaging. You were fun. And we'll talk about different things. And by the end of the day, they're like, okay, I want to give this a shot. So that's usually the way I would pitch live streaming as an agency to a brand. I make it an experience so everyone feels comfortable. And we also talk about what are the, what are the responsibilities if you're the producer, right? Because producers have to look for certain things and like even the tech. And if you're going to be the on-air personality, what are some things that you need to be aware of too, right? And then we also have another third person who's probably in the comments engaging with people. Because when you're the on-air person trying to stay, like trying to stay on top of all the questions and the cute it's a lot. You're like, wait, I'm trying to wash my hands. And then Anna has a question, you know, <laughs> it's just like, there's so much coming at me. And so if you were to pitch it as an agency to a brand of, we want to host a workshop with you so you could be comfortable with this. And maybe the first time around you as the agency, you're helping the client produce it. 
But with everything that you do at an agency, you help your clients from crawling to teaching them how to walk and then run on their own. And then they'll always love you for that. Yeah, that's awesome. I love giving them sort of the skill set to be able to run with it and walking them through everything. Um, And just, I think, you know, especially... So much of it is just preparation and helping people feel feel prepared. And also, I feel like if you wanted to really get into the Frisbee influencer community, you could easily do so just with how easily you riffed on doing a live stream about Frisbees. Like, is that the first time you've used Frisbees as an example? Because if so, I am so thoroughly impressed that you just pulled that out of nowhere. And yeah, I've never done a Frisbee presentation before. But that's that's what I try to... So whenever I'm doing my workshops, I teach them the format formula. Just cover why, what, how, and what if. And then I'll ask the participant, just throw me a topic, any topic. And they'll be like, mayonnaise. Okay, let me tell you why mayonnaise is amazing. You could put it on what kind of sandwiches? And then, you know, you just go through the formula. They're like, oh, wow, this is improv in action. And they just have to remember that format. So that way, if they're ever stuck, like, what did I just leave off on? Oh, I left off on the why. So now I need to talk about the what. And then they realize, okay, great, moving right along. I love that you have a formula and that you have this proven model for success that even if the craziest things happen, like, I don't know, a 45-minute run of show happening in 10 minutes, there's a way to recover from it. And as you had mentioned, you teach this in your workshops. So let's talk a little bit about that because... Um, social pros listeners, if you couldn't tell, um, Stephanie and how easily she just riffed on Frisbees this could literally be something that you have in your back pocket and something you have in your company's back pocket and something you can share uh, with others and, and help train up your executives as well and other team members for being either live or even on video. So Stephanie, let's talk about it. Um, let's specifically talk about Lights Camera Live. Sure, let's do it. So first off, okay, so you do these workshops. Let's get to know a little bit about what they are and how people can actually get to them because we've seen the results of them in action, but talk through a little bit of what people can expect from these workshops. It's funny because that's actually how Pulse found me, right? I, I first started off as a live streamer. And so Lights Camera Live, my whole premise is I could take you from unknown to unforgettable. And the way that I do that is by helping you leverage live video. Because live video gets you on that fascination fast track. And people always wonder, well, what is this fascination fast track? And there's this thing about live streaming where it hacks into your happy brain chemicals, that dopamine, that oxytocin, that serotonin, those endorphins. There's something about like, oh, she said my name, you know, and it's like instant rapport. And so from there, I really started helping brands and personal brands really embrace live video. And oftentimes, as I said before, It's not necessarily about the gear that you have, but the gears that you got going up here in your head. Because in your head, you might be psyching yourself out because you don't know what to say. Great, let me give you an easy formula. Why, what, how, and what if? And then sometimes they'll say things like, well, I'm not confident. It's like, look, babe, there's a strategy for how we get confident, right? We have a strategy for everything in life. We have a strategy for how we get out of bed. What is that strategy? For me, it's I tell my Google, I'm like, hey, Google, play Selena. And it plays the next Selena Gomez song. That gets me hyped up. And then I get out of bed. Same thing. What is your confidence strategy? Right? So for me, music is a really big deal. I'll drink like a Celsius. 
I'll play like some Beyonce, Silver Tour, all the things, right? And then when I'm in that state, then I jump on camera because then I'm confident, right? But my strategy for confidence may look very different for you. So you have to ask yourself, when was the last time I felt confident? What did I do to feel confident? Maybe you had to rehearse. Maybe you had to spritz on some perfume. Maybe you had to do like a couple of push-ups. I don't know, whatever it is, that's your strategy. And so in these workshops, when we talk about lights, camera, live, like I said, it's not about the lights and the gear, but really what lights you up inside. Because when you figure out what lights you up inside, then babe, it's ready. Let's go. Let's go on the camera. What are you going to say on the camera? How do you work the camera? How do you use your hands? Because oftentimes people are like, I don't know what to do with my hands. But have you ever talked to someone that never moved their hands? It's freaky. Move your hands. Do something. Right? <laughs> it's not natural. I mean, if you think back to the caveman days, you know, if another caveman went to another caveman's house, you know, it was like, are you friend or are you foe? And what do we do? We're like, hey, you, you hold up your hands and you say, I'm friend, no rock in my hand, you know, no saber toothed tiger. I'm a friend. Let me in. Your open hand, right? That is the universal gesture of openness. You could go in a different country and you say, hello, TSA. <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello, whoever. And it, it tells the amygdala, do not fear me. And so in these workshops, what lights you up inside? How do you work the camera? And then it's, let's go live. And when you go live, it's what can you expect? And so there are certain things that you can do. If you don't FaceTime with your friends or your family, start doing it. Get used to just seeing yourself and your different facial expressions. You know, it took me a while to realize that, I don't know if you noticed it, my face is not symmetrical. There's like half of my face is my mom's face and the other half of my face is my dad's face. And I realized, okay, well, then that's just me. You know, there's nothing I could do to change that. And so as I got used to it, it's like putting, putting in the reps for when you go to the gym, right? Then I got comfortable with it. And then I started to realize, okay, it's really just like talking to your friend. I love your analogy of like going to the gym because yeah, it's a skill set just like anything else, right? We don't automatically know how to do everything in our lives. Sometimes it takes us some practice to get there. Now, if there are some people who are just naturally amazing on camera, and that's great, but the vast majority of people need a little bit of, of work and some training and even some pointers and even some ways to dial things up. So love that you used the gym analogy, especially for anybody out there who is thinking about doing live, but not quite sure if they have what it takes because you do, um, especially after you take uh, Lights, Camera, Live with Stephanie. Obviously, as you can hear in hear everything that she's pre preaching in practice as she's doing it as well. Um, and then Stephanie, too, the other thing that I love about Lights, Camera, Live is that you made a point to say that it's really about what lights you up. And I feel like a lot of times that's kind of what's missing from a video strategy or even a live video strategy is thinking that just because someone is good on camera or somebody is the head of a company, therefore they should talk about this thing, right? But it's like, that has to be that sort of natural curiosity and the natural, you know, ability to be into that topic as well. You can't get somebody, you can't get the CMO talking about spreadsheets if they really want to talk about creative. And so I love that you just touched on that as well, because I think that's something that is really, really overlooked is just what lights you up. Yeah, I, I think even as agency folks, you know, to me, communication is like water. There's not a single day that doesn't go by that you're not 
communicating, whether it's via email, which we all talked about. We're like, what did you put in your email? What was that abbreviation? It's like email, text. I was going to say Twitter, but it's now the X. But you get what I'm saying. It's like communication is so much a part of our lives. And there are certain times in an agency environment where our pitch team had to go through improv training. Like we had to learn how to think on our feet. And it was a learned skill. And so same thing with live streaming. Invest some time to really hone in on your skills because that's what's really going to help you make a difference and stand out from the pretty much like the sea of sameness. I love that you're talking about um, investment, right? This is all an investment and we're investing time and we're investing training and all of these things and we're creating this great content. And you've said before that the amount of content collecting digital dust is a disgrace, which we love. (laughs) And I was just wondering if you could just quickly expand on that um, from a socials perspective, you know, how should people be thinking about repurposing and repackaging their content so it works harder? I love this conversation because it is true. Think of all the content that you've probably published over the years. I mean, you're on your, what, your 600 plus episodes at this point. If you're not repurposing that content, then my goodness, you're sitting on content gold at this point. There's different ways that you could repurpose content. Obviously, there's short form video. My favorite is taking a live stream video and turning into 94 pieces of content. This is something that people are like, no way. I'm like, literally, yes. If you were to do one live stream, turn it into 94 pieces of content for the next year and a half, you really don't have to worry about what to post for the next 94 Mondays. Do another live stream interview for the next 94 Tuesdays. You don't have to worry about what to do. So as far as like what to keep in mind, So that way your content doesn't turn into digital dust, but into digital confetti. Now you could sprinkle it all over the internet and people are like, oh my God, where's the party at, right? So this digital confetti, it really follows that same structure that I told you. Do the why, the what, the how, and what if. If you just took a one minute video on why this is important, they're like, oh, well, I want to know the rest of this. And if you say, here's what you need to know about live streaming, like, wait, what's multi-streaming? they're going to go back to the original video or the blog post that you originally had. If you said, here's the first step on how to start live streaming, like, well, what are the other steps that I need to know? Oh, you go back to the original content. And if you're like, hey, you know what? If you're interested in live streaming, you might also be interested in live shopping. Like, oh, wait, where do I go to learn about that? Even that in and of itself, you follow that structure. It makes it so easy for you. And I've had conversations with people before like, oh, but it's a free flowing conversation. I don't want to you know, lead them with questions. And it's like, you have to bring out the best in your guest. Because if I'm a guest on a show and they repurpose content and I'm flubbing on every single word, there's filler words. I'm like, babe, you didn't help me out at all. Delete. (laughs) That needs to be buried. That needs to be digital dust, you know? But if you bring out the best in your guest and you say, hey, you know what? That was a really great answer. Can you say that one more time? It gives them a moment to just pause, reflect. Okay, now let me deliver it. And they're like, oh, thank you. Because when you give them a piece of content, that digital confetti, oh, they're going to be sprinkling it everywhere. They're like, oh, wait a second. TikTok, Instagram, whew, bring it on. They're like, I want to be back on your show. Let's do that. I love it. Um, Couldn't agree more. Same with Hannah. Love the entire just, to your point, Stephanie, there is 
so much opportunity that comes out of live streaming and even just video. And it just, yes, it's an investment. Yes, it might take a little bit to get there, but man, the payoff is so massive. And not even just that one initial payoff, like that initial investment can pay off for the next year if you plan it strategically and you really um, get your digital confetti out. Yeah. You know what? We didn't even talk about repurposing or repackaging. Well, we talked about repurposing, but we didn't talk about repackaging. And oftentimes I will tell clients, yeah, I was like, look, you're on your 600th episode. You're telling me we can't comb through that list and create a three-hour workshop and then deliver that as a workshop for your listeners? Oh, don't tell me that we can't take that podcast list, transcribe it, turn it into a book and pitch it to a publisher. Oh, I'm pretty sure we could do that. What if then we took that transcript, turned it into a curriculum, upsold it as a white-labeled course for LinkedIn Learning or any of these online course platforms? So oftentimes people think live streaming and they'll think, okay, shorter bits and pieces of digital confetti. Now I'm like, oh no, babe, we need a parade, right? <laughs> we need a parade for how we're going to repackage it. And so it could be your signature course. It could be your signature talk, whatever it's going to be. But there's so much opportunity for you. And I always tell people, it starts with a video first strategy. All I can say is that if every single social pro listener right now isn't fully convinced about jumping on the live bandwagon, I don't know how to help them because this... Stephanie has been a genuine masterclass, both literally and figuratively in live video and how to get people on board and really how to even get it off the ground. So thank you. Like everybody, you need to go follow Stephanie right now. Stephanie, where can people actually follow you? Obviously, everybody go follow Agora Pulse too. Definitely they have resources as well on live video and um, production and a huge, huge resource center. But Stephanie, where can everybody follow you? I would say if you're looking for behind the scenes adventures and all the things, find me on Instagram. I'm at Hey Stephanie Live. I do a lot of stories. I like to play around in the reels. And so if you go out there and you do your why, what, how, and what if formula about what you liked about this episode, why you think other people should listen to it, how you're using it, and if they want to learn more how to subscribe to the show, I think I would love that. Tag us. Ari, you heard it, everybody. Do that from Stephanie. I am so excited to see those videos. Um, and then Stephanie, also, where can people go find out more about Lights Camera Live? Head on over to lightscameralive.com. And honestly, if you really want to talk to me about workshops or just getting your team on board, find me on LinkedIn. That's the best place. That actually gives you like the fast pass. It's like Disneyland, right? You're like, oh, fast pass, LinkedIn. And you don't even have to pay a $20 surcharge like Disney charges now. You don't. <laughs> Fabulous. Stephanie, thank you so much. Everybody, go follow Stephanie. Her social is also just gold. All of her posts are amazing. Drops insights everywhere. Gems everywhere. Um, and, and just get on board with live video already. It's, it's, it's huge. If you haven't, you know, I'm ready to go get on live video. And I'm never on live video after this episode. So, um, all right. Everybody, you know what to do. Stephanie, of course, we can't let you go officially just yet. We do still have two more questions for you. So are you ready for the final two questions of the day? Ding, ding. Let's go. All right. 
Question number one, if, I mean, you've already done so much across this whole episode, but if you could give an advice to anybody who wants to become a social pro, what would it be? Invest in your communication skills. No matter if you are an account manager, a community manager, social media strategist, the CMO, like I said before, communication is like water. There's not a single day that you are not going to use it. You're going to have to negotiate, mediate all the things you're going to have to pitch. And the moment you are able to speak with confidence and clarity, life is so much easier. I love that. Great advice for all aspiring social pros. All right. And our second question, I know you've been waiting for this one. Um, If you could have a live video call with any living person, who would it be? Lewis House, the School of Greatness. There's something about him and his aura. And I feel like he's learned so much in all his different interviews. And I feel like me spending 45 minutes with him, I would be graced to learn so much from him about mindfulness, health and wellness, what's important. I I feel like his values in life are very much aligned with what I'm looking for as far as like, what makes you happy? You know, what is your definition for happy? Why is that important? How do you make yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I like how you naturally start going back into it. I I like that. It's it's, it's easy. I'm, I'm embedding it in you. So that way the both of you after this, you're like, you know what? I didn't know what I was going to say, but now I have a formula. Hey, you know what? As marketers, we all know the importance of repetition. It is not just once that we need to hear the message. So absolutely. But also too, I don't think anybody has ever brought him up as um, a person they would like to have a video chat with. So that's awesome. Um, and also, um, I really hope that somebody is listening and knows him and can connect to you because that would be, I think, an amazing and very interesting conversation. I feel like between the two of you, both you both have like such a calm like presence, I feel like I would get like third degree calm. There's third degree calm. That sounds like the name of an app. Yeah. Or like calm by association. I don't know. I'm not a very calm person, but I feel like, I don't know, like the confidence and the, yeah, I'm into it. I like the calm by association. It's, it's synergy, right? That's one of the nice things about video too, is that it 10Xs your energy. And so if you have that vibe, then people, people will pick up on it. Agreed. Um, well, I really hope that video call comes true. I would watch it. Um, and until that happens, um, Stephanie, thank you so much for being on with us today. This was a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for diving into your methodology and just really reinforcing the importance of live video and just brands, we got to get back with it. Like there's so much we're not taking advantage of. Listen to this episode again. Follow Stephanie, contact Stephanie. But thank you for being here. Thanks. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. And Social Birds listeners, thank you all so much for joining us once again for what we hope is your favorite podcast in the whole world, Social Pros. Social Pros.